Hi, I'm Sarah Baker. Welcome to Mama Stories. I created Mama Stories after seeing how impactful sharing stories can be in overcoming the challenges of motherhood. I am where I am today because of the stories of so many amazing strong mamas. And I want to share that with anyone I can. So follow along to laugh, cry, and be empowered. Hi, and welcome to the first episode in 2020 for the Mama Stories podcast. I have missed you guys so much, uh, but the break was very nice for me. Uh, I took a couple months off just to kind of recenter myself and um, get some interviews under my belt. So I didn't feel like I was rushing these podcasts uh, the week before or days before, um, which is what I felt like I was doing towards the end of last year. So here we are. Um, I will tell you that uh, someday I hope to really share with you in the rawest form what this journey of this podcast has done for me, um, the places it's taken me and the places that I plan for it to take me and um, all the goods. So someday I hope to share that with you. What I will tell you is that currently the interviews that I have already recorded that are coming your way are amazing. Um, again, I sat down with beautiful, strong women um, that just want to share their story with you or their wisdom with you. And it's going to be a good ride. I also have some interviews lined up that I'm really looking forward to. Um, so stay tuned. It's going to be a good year for the mama stories podcast. A little bit about me. I have four siblings, uh, three sisters and a brother. My parents, before they were separated, they had my older sister, Brianna, my middle sister, Janelle, and then me. We're like the original trio. Um, and then after my parents separated, my mom um, brought our brother into the world. And then my dad and stepmom brought my beautiful sister into the world. And I will tell you that um, although I, I cherish uh, the relationship with all of my siblings, I have a really deep connection with my older sisters. Um, we've been through it all. They've seen me at my worst, they've seen me at my best, and they honestly are always my biggest fan, always showing up for me, and they're truly the definition of a best friend. It's hard because my other best friends have really big shoes to fill, and sometimes I might set the bar a little too high for them, but I have these two really great sisters that show me what I believe unconditional love is every day. Um, so in this interview, I do sit down with my middle sister, Janelle. Hopefully someday you get to hear from Brianna as well. But when we first sat down and recorded this episode, Janelle and I talked for four hours. And one, I didn't feel like editing a four-hour podcast. And two, I wasn't quite sure I was going to actually um, air an entire four-hour podcast. Plus, there was bathroom breaks and kid interruptions and all sorts of things that happened. So we decided to sit down and re-record it. And we did, and we kept it within an hour. The only problem was when I went to edit it, I just remembered all this really great, raw, um, and real things that my sister shared in the first episode that I think are really crucial to her story and one of the reasons why I'm truly obsessed with her. So I did it. I took actually both episodes, put them together, and edited them. So I'm just going to give you a little warning that it might be a little choppy and there might be times that you're like, wait, wasn't she just talking about this? And yeah, she probably was, <laughs> but 
but I did my best to condense this five hours of goodness into a shorter episode for you so you could get the real taste of one, how lucky I am um, to have relationships like this with my sisters, but two, just the beauty that is my sister Janelle. She truly is a phenomenal human, like from the tips of her fingertips to the tips of her toes, like she's just the coolest person. So I tried to take out as many inside jokes or things that I could to eliminate the time. But honestly, that's also the charm of our relationship. So I left some of them in as well. Uh, Please enjoy this episode. I hope you know it's near and dear to my heart. um, And I hope you know that I appreciate every minute you listen. All right. Enjoy. When I'm talking. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is what I sound like in real life? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then yeah, I would say it's, it is. Mm-hmm. Are my feet too cold on your butt? Mm-hmm. Okay. I literally have no idea where this is going to go. either. And I'm very excited about that. Okay. This is the first episode of 2020, so what? I'm going to intro it a little, okay. a little different. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the first... <laughs> <laughs> I do have a very special guest with me today. Who? <laughs> Who is it? Um, it's my sister. Hi. Normally, I allow the guest to introduce themselves, but mm. because this is such a special occasion, I feel like I will introduce you. That's perfect, because I think you know that I probably do not <laughs> want to introduce myself. <laughs> I'm going to introduce you, and then if there is something that I miss that you would like to add... Perfect. You may add in, but okay. you may not subtract from my introduction. Okay. All right. So for those of you who do not know my sister, um, she is my older sister. So even though sometimes when we ask people who they think is older. It's always Sarah it's is older. It's always me. That's fine. I like, I think age brings wisdom. I don't know why you are wise. Thank you. But I don't always... I haven't totally understood why people assume that. But it's 100% of the time. 100% of the time. But also you are the mother of a beautiful, almost 11-year-old. She is almost 11. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, And you've done most of that, all of that, as a single mom. Mm -hmm. And going to school and getting your degree. And running and working at nonprofits and basically doing anything you can to like better the world mm-hmm. on top of that, um, having to pick up jobs everywhere. So being like a mom who has a heart for the world, but also a mom who has bills to pay. So you've always had to juggle <laughs> so many jobs Hashtag bills. and school <laughs> and being a mom and doing it all on your own. Well, it wasn't all on my own. I didn't feel alone, but I get what you're saying. I remember I said you cannot subtract. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and you're also a really great sister Aww, to all of us. Thanks. Um, and gosh, what else can I say about you? I feel like I had this like really awesome scripted and then we got the old topic and the... Yeah, that's okay. Just, okay, well, you're pretty awesome. Thank you for saying that. One of the things I think that you were faced with at the beginning was this realm of like co-parenting with mm-hmm. Izzy's dad. Mm-hmm. Um, which looking at it now, mm-hmm. you guys are in a really good space, yeah, yeah. but back then it was really complicated. It was really complicated. Yeah. Mostly because we were young. Mm-hmm. The pregnancy was unexpected. I mean, not planned. 
and there were a lot of cultural differences. He had only been in the States for, I mean, I don't know, a couple years at that, not even at that point. I'm not really sure. So it just was hard. Well, and you're entering into this world of the unknown. Like, yeah, Dustin and I were fully functioning couple and became parents. And it's difficult for us to like parent and yeah, who does what and for sure. And ours was just, I mean, like a lot of things, it just was really non- traditional you know like we had I don't know how many roommates we had when I had Izzy <laughs> I mean yeah. we, you know it was just really it was just it was just different so Izzy's dad is Romanian he's Romanian mm-hmm. and so when you say roommates he had a lot of his like family friends Romanian that, Romanians yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but they all who were who were great this was not like for sure. Random people. I didn't know. It just was. But that's the thing. These are people who literally grew up with, like kindergarten oh, friends. Oh, yeah. Yes. That they made their way here. Yep. And so they all just kind of stuck together. For sure, yeah. They stayed Which in the same house. really and, common. And I'm drawn to that. I love, yeah. I love that. And so yeah. that part didn't make me upset. It just was, um, it just was what it was. And, it, you know, we were I was navigating it from a point of, I didn't, I didn't know anything different, obviously. Can you share an example of a cultural difference? Um, well, I think a, a cultural challenge in the States too. It's not just, mm-hmm. you know, because we're from different countries, but, um, like when I had Izzy stayed home with her, mm-hmm. um, and that was my first time, like not working and, you know, yeah. It, so, which was fine. Like I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't in career mode, mm-hmm. so, um, I wasn't, I didn't think, feel like I was missing out on something. It just felt like instantly my role was to be at home and it was to do this cleaning and it was mm. to do this cooking. And it was, you know, for these, you know, I happen to live with like Romanian men. I'm just yeah. like, wait, this doesn't really seem... Yes. <laughs> This isn't really how I want things to look yeah. like. Um, and so it, I, didn't, I didn't, I couldn't put words to that yet. Like yeah. I was like, cause I, and I was, I was happy to be a mom. Like it was um, something unexpected. It was not, you know, I don't think I was in, I obviously wasn't in the best place on all levels to have a child. Like, I mean, I definitely had to play catch up and, uh, learn on the job a ton about myself and how, what kind of mom mm-hmm. I want to be and raising a daughter. And, but it still felt, um, it felt like it, if, if we were to be together, which at the time in all respect, like we were pretending to be mm. together. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like it, we weren't the biggest cultural difference there was, I think he had a certain expectation and sure. that this was probably just going to be how things went went mm. and I was like mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably isn't how things are gonna go and so yeah and then it kind of just went from there and he had family and Ro- his family was in Romania at the time his brother was here and him and his brother are super super close they're twins and when his brother went back to Romania I think that was uh the big pull for him to go back yeah, to Romania. He had some growing up to do, mm-hmm. and I think that I, I I feel like 
because I can say this now, because I can look at it in hindsight, is that, and, and I, you know, we, we all grow up, is I, I think I gave him permission to do that. Mm. Do you know, like, mm-hmm. I never really put up a fight about it. I never... Like him going back and... Yeah, like me doing his- this on my own. It was never like... Uh, oh, got it. Um, yeah, I, ju- I just, I think I was just like, it just won't work like this. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I, I could tell he wanted to go back and I didn't permit it in a way. Like, yeah, I think that I was like, yeah, go do what you need to do, I guess. And I'll, I'll do this. Yeah. Not, and that's saying it really nicely. I don't think <laughs> I was that nice about it. I don't think, you know, it's, we are so young and it's just kind of a blur, but it feels, um, you know, to give. Izzy's sad respect where respect is due is that I don't think it was just like a, okay, bye. Yeah. I think it was, you know, like I didn't, I didn't fight for anything. It. Yeah. I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't. You know. Yeah. I mean, obviously I love, I love TB. Yeah. We, he's, he's great. Yeah. And for sure he has made leaps and bounds and you guys have come to a place that's fun to see where you guys can communicate. You can, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, kind of figure out next steps with Izzy or certain things. But I would still argue just for the sake of being like really honest. Yeah. You do it all on your own still. Like TB, although he's here, he's in Alaska. Right. For months and months and yeah, months yeah. out of the year. Yeah. Working. And so I, I just think that there is a reality to like, yes, you parent together. Mm-hmm. There is like this co-parenting role. Mm-hmm but there's still a lot that falls onto your plate just because you do it day in, day out. Yeah, I agree. I would agree with that. I'd say he would agree with that. Mm-hmm. I'd say most people agree with that. <laughs> because for yeah. me, there's no other way to do life, right? Like life is is raising Izzy. Yeah. And so, and I think that he obviously trusts the way I do that and decisions I make and... um. So, so there's that, but I think it's, it's also the same way. I don't always demand more because I don't know exactly what how, what that would look like. Yes, being a single mom is hard. Mm-hmm. I'd argue just the position of being a mom is hard. I mean, I, I see the same struggles or same mom guilt or same, you know, with my friends and my family who all have partners. Yeah. Struggle with the same thing. Yeah. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think that being the sole provider and then the like financially and then being the sole provider of you know care and attention and love and you know is just is really taxing and there's just no tapping out like it's it wasn't like oh I'm tired go play with your dad oh I'm making dinner go talk to your dad dad. oh you need help with homework and not like go talk to your dad like um but other than that it feels like it's the same sort of struggles that every mom has, yeah. you know, it's, and at the same time, you're, you know, this urgency to, um, jump in and foster this role you have. And, you know, even to do things that are, that seem, you know, if you're in partnership, you know, like you're doing more of this mm-hmm. or more of that. It, it's also like, you know, it's also a duty I love to have. Yeah. I mean, I really love being a mom. Yeah. I really love being a mom. You're and a really good mom. Thanks. That's 
you're a really good mom. Okay, that's sweet. And um, we'll see when Grayson's 11 if he's as cool as is he. Jury's <laughs> still out. You don't know, right? You don't even know until later. Um, I meant that with Izzy, not. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> Jury's still uh, out on yeah, him too, yeah. though. Don't worry. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It just it brings me a ton of pride. Like yeah. a ton. Like even graduating, a, a big piece of that was just an example for Izzy. Like yeah. I just, I just wanted to like reverse this cycle and just stop, you know, like you need to go to the, like set a yes. standard. Like I can't sit here and preach to her if I'm not doing those things. Right. And I knew early on, like I want to support her in getting an education and I can't really do that unless I go get one. And like, once I get one, does it help? Like, then I have things to put behind it. You know, I have like experience and, and then even just, you know, there's like experiential self and then like the narrative, like later on, I do want to be able to say I graduated. Like that was important for me to like, be able to look back on life and be like, I graduated from college and I got a bachelor's degree and that, but a I don't know that I would have done that if I didn't have Izzy mm. just cause it wasn't, I think I've always wanted it. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, it wasn't really talked about at home. It wasn't, you know, I don't, yeah. it just never was, you know, it was just work really hard. Yeah. And which in and itself has taught me a ton and, you know, I can speak to all of our work ethics are really strong. Yeah. Um, but that was important. And so at the same time that, you know, being a mom is so hard. It's just like, well, humans are just like, we're just complicated. Yeah. It's just hard, you yeah. know? And so much of also what feels taxing and, or if I take like inventory of like, what's making us me, like what's making us happy, what's making us not happy. And that's, I'm speaking like me and as a, just like mm-hmm. as, a, as a unit, as a family is just like, uh, so much of it is just the stuff you put on yourself. Mm. Like mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's just like not playing just I can't play this keep up with the Joneses thing yeah and which is really hard to do you know I don't even know I'm doing it right and it's like I will feel this you know then I have Izzy overscheduled mm. I'm just like this is so lame I don't <laughs> she yeah. doesn't want to do this I don't want to take her to do this yeah We're, you know and now we have to fulfill it because it's a it was a commitment we made and it's just like okay we don't have to do all these things all yeah. the time mm-hmm that make us tired and we're not enjoying it. Yeah. I know recently, like in the past couple of years, like she kind of entered into like, Hey, friends kind of suck for sure. And they, well, the problem is they didn't suck. They sucked, but they didn't to her. They didn't suck. Like she kind of, right. It's like this expected and what's the word I'm looking for. Um, it's, I think that this time period is difficult for girls altogether. It's, so I'm trying to look at this, like where I'm at right now is trying to look not just at Izzy, which I have done for so long. Like, how does Izzy do this? How does Izzy handle this? How do, you know, with, but you have to pay respect to just culturally what's going on for girls, what's going on for girl, all the girls Izzy's age, how they could be responding to things differently than Izzy is, like, to signs of puberty and adolescence and changing bodies and how open are their parents with this and how, you know, like how they are going to relate to Izzy differently and Mm -hmm. Izzy's going to relate to other people differently because they're all being taught different ways and there's no right or wrong way. 
like Izzy and I naturally have, and by naturally, I just mean it happened organically between the two of us. And I think a lot because of our situation, like it just being me and her for so long that we're really close and I'm really open with Izzy. And I've also have tried to make sure that that openness isn't like, we still have this mom daughter boundary, you know, like there's, there's a danger zone, I think, in being best friends with, for me and Izzy, because she needs a mom and she's going to have however many best friends as she wants, but I know that she's only going to have one mom. And so I have to make sure that that's the role that she knows I take up that that space yeah and so the thing with the friends is that I talked to Izzy so it was third grade it kind of started and what's what's hard for girls I think in that age group is when they start hanging out in threes Mm. that is like danger zone for girls at Mm. that age from what I've observed because there's always a third wheel there's all, they just, yeah, because I think everything's just like, it, someone's going to disagree with someone and two people are going to agree. If all three disagree, great. And if all three agree, awesome. But that just doesn't ever yeah. seem to be the case. And so that is what was hard for her is because Izzy is, I mean, like everyone, but how I observe Izzy is really dynamic in the sense that she is, really compassionate and she's a natural people pleaser she loves others and she wants to serve others and she like wants to help always wants to help and I wonder where she gets that from (laughs) (laughs) and then on the other side as much as I try to fight it she's an only child she's used to now I say that but she has she's really close with cousins and Mm -hmm. we are really immersed in a like we're really socially active and she's always around other kids. So, but she, so I always thought we kind of navigated away from this, like only child, everything's mine, do things my way. But in her age group, like her specific age and being a girl, she's the only one, you know, like she doesn't have that at home. Um, so I think that what I saw her struggling with is she is both a people pleaser And also if there's a story to be told, she wants to be the one telling it. Mm. And if I'm telling a story and she knows the story, she's going to interrupt me telling the story and she's going to tell the story, you know, like, and it's because she wants to just be part of it so much. And she gets really excited about things. She is like a passionate girl. And so I think whatever I'm trying to say that dynamic self that she had in third grade was difficult for whatever she was going through because she would please try to please the girls at the time who were not being super nice to her. And she was also, I think in trying to please them was like one of the more outspoken girls in the group. And so would like, I had her school counselor, like call me and say, just cause they, Izzy has really good rapport with older, mm-hmm. with adults. And so she, it's always been her, it's always been her suit, thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so the teachers, like just, they know she gets to know them well. Mm-hmm. And even when they're outside of her, you know, her primary teacher. And so she just called and said, Hey, I'm just noticing that there's this dynamic going on 
and there's these girls that Izzy really wants to be hanging out with and is maybe doing things that's unlike Izzy in order to kind of feel like she's part of this group. Mm -hmm. And it was, I really remember um, getting that phone call and like walked outside. And I think it was meant to be this like really quick phone call, like from the counselor being like, Hey, love Izzy. Think this might be going on. Might be worth a conversation. And her and I just kept talking. I was like, well, what about this and this? And yeah, I've been thinking about, you know, and, and I, oh my God. she was so nice. She like totally went on with it. And, uh, and I, it, but it felt heavy cause it felt like that mm. was one of the first times we had to sit down and have this conversation. And Izzy wasn't nice to someone like a girl, like one of her friends. Oh. Um, but it was, you know, a lot of it was, and I've told her it's your, like, she's responsible for her own actions, no matter, I mean, whatever she does, she's responsible for. It doesn't matter who encouraged it. It doesn't, you know, like yeah. it matters, but it matters for a different conversation. Yeah. But in terms of consequences and things you can't take back, you're fully responsible for what you say and what you do. And so, you know, I remember having that conversation with her and I felt like, what did I do wrong? Like how would is like and Izzy's really is I mean I'm not just saying she is so nice like yeah, if there really is sweet. someone who is left out she makes sure she brings that person in like that's just how she's always been so I was like well, what did I miss and I remember sitting down with Izzy and as soon as I said like I picked her up like normal I waited till it was you know it's not the time to have the conversation if I'm in the front seat and she's in the back and there's this you know like weird dynamic and so I waited till we got home and then I had her come downstairs and she knew like I could just tell by her face she knew what we were going to talk about and mm. she instantly started crying and I also didn't want this to become like a you cry then I feel bad and that you know yeah. so I just started and was like I first want you to know always I love you. I'm here for you. And we're going to figure this out. Mm. That's the foundation of most of my and Izzy's conversations are just like, I love you. And now we need to discuss like, like, yes. And, you know, not like this, but, um, and, and so we did, and I, I, you know, and that's when it came out, like she just felt influenced in this way and, you know, taking responsibility for your, own actions own actions and what that means and um anyway I don't really I don't really sorry this went on no this was hard about this podcast I'm used to just talking to you about this kind of stuff and now it's like oh I have to be concise and clear <laughs> no you don't I think, I think it's, it's just setting the foundation is good for me and Izzy like Izzy has to know that's just who she is she just has to know she's loved you know like from yes. where and then she can go from there we can do anything but yeah. there's this constant like I love you after Izzy gets every time after she gets in trouble, there's a consequence for anything. Mm -hmm. Like say I don't, she's being disrespectful and it's like, you know what? I don't like the way you're talking to me. You can feel angry. You can feel sad. You can feel mad. You can feel frustrated. You can feel tired. You can feel hungry, feel all of it. But talking to me like that, mm -hmm. when you feel those things is not fair. It is not right. And we're not going to do that. And, and before there's like a, I don't know, go to your room, give me the surface. You can't watch this movie tonight. You're not going to this party. Say it. She's upset. Always hugs me. I know. And then goes and does whatever she's supposed to do. <laughs> it's like, so I'm like, oh, this is so hard. She is a 
person full of feelings. Oh my gosh. Like all she feels them all the and so feels. hard. So hard. I don't even like, I can't exactly remember when, but the like, I love you thing was a really big thing for her. Mm-hmm. Like maybe a year. It wasn't that long ago where she like needs me. Yes. Not you. She needs me to be like, I love you. Everyone. All the time. No, everyone. They're, yeah. The hardest part for me parenting Izzy from like a really authentic place of like mm-hmm. you be you and I'm just here to like sort of mold and guide and make sure you're ready to like be set off into the world as much as like every other day I'm like just clip her wings and she'll just stay but really I know that my job is just to send her out into the world like she doesn't belong yeah. to me she's not mine like yeah she has so many more roles in life now and to come that are beyond being my daughter so it's like I have to prepare for that but what's hard in parenting her is she is me. Like, liter- like yeah. it's all me. And I want to be like, mm, so this doesn't work out well. <laughs> so maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe don't do these things or don't feel this way. Or maybe don't. I, and it's so funny because I feel like I've parented her from uh, to, to teach her not to do those things. Like it just, it doesn't work. They are who they are and like, well, let it be. But that, that's one of the hardest ones is this, she, um, at this age right now, what it is, actually, I don't know if it's right now, at least a year, you know, a year ago coming up to now, I think it's, it's, you know, tamed a little bit, but it was this, uh, constant it's not really approval like she doesn't really need approval but she just needs to know she's really loved and that if she's telling a joke she needs to know she's funny I mean like everyone she just needs affirmation um and yeah it's you know except from now for me that doesn't mean as much that's the age we're getting into now where yeah because it feels like it's more and I didn't mean like me only, but like, no, it, but she, yeah. it, like there's times, obviously I have Grayson. So sometimes <gasps> I get really distracted. Uh Oh, I told you you were going to spill. I always spill, Ugh, always. but that's why I put it down there. So it wasn't near your roadcaster. Year. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. It's very fancy. It is really um, fancy. We take our podcast very seriously. I enjoyed that about you. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, sometimes, obviously, I have Grayson. So I I do feel often that my brain is kind of like pinging in all these different Mm -hmm. directions and I can get really distracted. And I've noticed more often lately that I need to um, like stop and be like, what do you, what's up? Like, let's talk. Oh, okay. Oh, you want to show me that? Oh, which is funny because I, I don't remember that being like a thing for her forever. Mm-hmm. It just is like this new stage. And maybe it's now she's just put it on me. I don't know, but where she needs me to be like, okay, Grayson, you go play. I need to like mm-hmm. eye to eye contact with her. Yeah. But you know what I think is so great about that? First off, I can't, talk enough about you. I think everybody who knows me knows I'm like obsessed with you. (laughs) I totally am. (laughs) I am. You're seriously the coolest human that I know. I think that all we're all obsessed with each other. Yes. And I don't notice this. People are like, wow, you talk to your sisters all the time. (laughs) 
like yeah and then like no like all the time and I was like okay I can tell by the way you've emphasized some words and went lower in baritone that you find that not normal <laughs> and now I'm catching on to this and I was like not all the time <laughs> oh man I will say when I first started dating Dustin I realized oh wow we're really close like I didn't know how close I was with my sisters until I had Dustin which is weird because I've had obviously boyfriends in the past but Dustin was really like nope you guys are really close I'd say my first like dating experience after having Izzy Mm -hmm. which was not a terribly long time ago was one of the first times I realized because it was just said to me all the time (laughs) okay uh if I if I walked in on the phone oh oh is that Brie or Sarah (laughs) Like, yes oh, okay it actually is one of them um it's actually both of them we are three-way doing a three-way call um but that's when I was like oh okay this is a thing that maybe not that maybe interferes with, <laughs> with the relationship maybe I was like this could explain a lot <laughs> but my point is Izzy had a hard time I think People have a hard time. I think girls at this age specifically are having a hard time. And it's a yeah. hard time because there is unconscious and subconscious stuff going on in their brain that um, like oftentimes now when Izzy gets upset or mad and she says something like totally out of character um, on her own will later be like, I don't even know why. I'm so sorry I talked to you like that. I don't even know why I was angry. I don't even know why. And it's just this constant conversation just over and over and over. Like, yeah, it's normal that you feel that way. That's a normal thing to be going through. Don't get too frustrated about that. Like, don't hang yourself up on that. Yeah. Also, yeah, you can't talk to me like that. So here's the, you know, like, and just, just, it's just constant. Yes. That's how do you not like pull your hair out of your head? I do. <laughs> do you see it's all gone no i'd say uh i don't i i do i for sure get i mean i'm human i'm a mom i get really frustrated sure um right now the frustrating part is on it's a little on me i set expectations like i took a week off of work recently like for you know for as he went to summer camp for a week which is like her first time she was away um, like at summer camp mm-hmm. and overnight and it was for like five nights and I mean I sent letters and packages and secret notes and you know and and I sent her with envelopes with stamps on them pre-addressed to me like so she could write and she did but I was expecting she was going to miss me so much and mm-hmm. I even did this app thing where it would tell me when pictures were taken and posted of her because they post it on their website. But instead of looking through the 10,000 pictures, it'll just find her. Oh, and that's to nice. Me. So I saw she was having a good time. I was good. And of course, I want to raise Izzy to be like, love when you're with me and so great that you can be away from me in a yeah. really healthy way. And... So when I picked her up, she literally, I'm so excited. She came and went with her best friend and her, me and one of my best friends successfully made our daughter's best friends. And so we went to go pick them up together. They went together to camp and they both ran up to us and Izzy was hugging me and she goes, "Ah, I didn't even realize I missed you until I saw you. And I was like, okay, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I didn't cry. 
this first night because I wasn't totally worried about you. And I was like, did I pack like enough warm clothes? Like, is it cold? She said she didn't want a pillow, but maybe she needed a pillow. Like it was, it was, and I was like, oh yeah. I was like, that's great. And she was, and she looked at my face. I must've been like, huh? But she goes, I'm not in a bad way. And I go, no, no, that's great. I'm so happy that, I mean, that's so awesome. Tell me all about camp, you know, like passed it by a bit. But I expected, oh, she's going to miss me so much. Then yeah. I took a whole week off work the next week, which was last week, to hang out with her. To be like, I didn't see you for a week. We're going to do all this stuff. It's so great. Like, in my head, I thought things that her and I naturally do, but we don't compound in one week, you know? Like, oh, we'll yeah. go to Pike Place. We'll go to Sancadia for a night. We'll uh, go for a hike. She really wanted to go for a hike. We'll go for a hike. We'll mm-hmm. bake cookies without worrying about what time it is you know like just you're not on a schedule it's summertime and I don't yeah. want to work and it was literally a sleepover either with kids at my house or she was at, which was fine I loved it I lo- I love when my house is full like mm-hmm. bring it on I do, like I love it but she she like went to a friend so then her friend spent the night and then she was like oh I want to go to her house tonight and I was like oh, okay and then she's there and she's like can she come back over I'm like um yeah that's great and then and then she's like and then we're gonna go back over there we're gonna do like this four night sleepover and I was like okay <laughs> I was like why take this week off Aww. but it was ex- it's the expectations right now because they're she's changing and that's yeah. normal and her needs and her wants are going to change and I'm still expecting that she's gonna want to you know go to West Seattle with me and you know go to Alki and stopping at some pizza at Spiro's and then go get a pedicure and then but she doesn't want to do those things all the time which is totally fine mostly more getting frustrated with myself I think more than Izzy Mm. like what you're saying if I just paid attention to what she was saying the first time it wouldn't annoy me if when she said 12 more times but then it's like this well do you get my attention all the time like yeah do I have to stop everything I'm doing to listen to well and the hard thing with that too is that in the real life which she's obviously in because mm-hmm. she has friends and she goes to school and she, she has does roles, different activities it's yeah. like if you do give her all that attention then she doesn't know how to navigate that when she doesn't get it in right. the real world for sure yeah so ignore her is what you're saying yeah <laughs> perfect done Grayson is gonna be an awesome human (laughs) no it just of course I get I get frustrated and right now it is hard because it's a roller coaster of emotions and I am an emotional being but I also Mm. the way Izzy and I handle our emotions are very different similar in ways and then really like totally opposite totally opposite and I and and I have to also recognize all the time with Izzy, our experience growing up is very different. Like mm. I had siblings. I was a middle child. I, you know, like my mom had to work a ton. Like, um, not in a, like just in a way where we took care of each other. And then mom had, you know, four of us to come home to and take care of. And it wasn't. Yeah. And then for Izzy, she is an only child and social media like everything's different yeah everything is different and so things that I wasn't used to getting attention for I would just assume she doesn't need attention for it you you know Mm -hmm. and she does it's like okay her her needs are different than my needs because we grew up in really 
different situations. And so I can't just assume that how I dealt with this, she's going to deal with it. But you took her to a puberty class. I highly recommend it. And it's not just talk about periods. It is relationship boundaries, periods, emotions, the opposite sex. So for hers, it was a girl class for all girls. And you talk about boys and not, I mean, all of it. You talk about the penis, you talk about the balls, you talk about the masturbation, you talk about healthy boundaries, you talk about, and getting a period. The girls are so scared to get their period. I know. Out of the whole, like, it was like two, it's a total of four hours. And after, and separated amongst two weeks, like on a Wednesday and then the next Wednesday. And after the first, they covered a lot in the first two hours. (laughs) And all the questions they had. And they wrote down questions like anonymously and she'll answer them. Aww. All of them were about the period. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, there it's, it, it, you forget, like it just becomes this yeah. thing. And I was like, man, they're scared about, they're worried about getting a period and this. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it out there. It was through children's hospitals called great conversations. And it really was, it was awesome. The second yeah. day they talk about like sex and, um, it's so good it's so appropriate like they make it it's just right on their level and I learned things like she was talking about different types of boundaries with really you know different kind of relationships mm-hmm. and I was like oh my gosh interesting <laughs> I was like oh, okay you're like this I'm making is- this note for Izzy I, I promise was, I was like oh my gosh that's a great point <laughs> and uh I remember we got in the car they talk a lot about the boys and the birds and the bees and we got in the car and um and Izzy had heard the word sex before. I've talked about sex a lot with Izzy because yeah. I listen to, I'm a purveyor of like, give me all the information. Like yeah. I love reading. I like listening, you know, like I um, have no problem being like, I don't really know how to do this. And so, and I don't always do it in really traditional ways. I usually look for kind of the outliers. Like mm-hmm. I'm not a really traditional person. I think since having Izzy, I've become more, more traditional in ways. Mm-hmm. But um, they, um, the lady had said uh, they should hear about sex like 300 times before you have a conversation about sex, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not specifically directed towards them. It's just you know, it's, it's little things. Like I remember, you know, Izzy saying when she was little and she first kind of started putting it together, like, you know, these different things that happen. She goes, so, and she goes, does that mean everyone I know who has a baby has had sex? And I was like, well, if they, if that's how they had their baby, then yes, they had sex. Some, you know, some people who can't have babies, this is where I learned. I was just going to say your best advice you ever gave me. (laughs) Answer the question. Yes or no. And you can that advice. Yes. Yes. Because I tend to be like, Oh, let me give you all the information you need. And I learned quickly to, when I don't have the answer ready, like when I want to be careful about what I'm saying, just say yes or no. And so, so like in that situation, in that thing, I'd say no, because not Mm -hmm. everyone has babies in a traditional way. Yeah. And so, but I said, well, um, I said, no, not all babies are like that when I should have honed in on just the sex part. Like it's, she doesn't really know yet about, you know, and I just, she goes, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, some people have sex just because it feels good. And she's like, oh, 
and then just stops. Like there's no other, there's no follow up. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I just, what did I just do? Like what did I just say? But her brain's not, yeah, it's not, these connectors aren't connecting the same way for me. You know, she doesn't even know. Like she's like, oh, yeah. cause it feels good. Okay. And yeah. I think at that point she didn't know what exactly what sex was. So well, it's during the great conversations class, they literally are like, so this penis goes here, you know, and, and they have a diagram. Yeah. And so we got in the car and Izzy just goes like this, mom. And I was like, yeah, she goes, I'm just happy that I know that, you know, that I know. <laughs> I'm just happy that we both know the same things. And so, you know, that I know about it and I know that you know about it. And I know that, you know, that I know. Oh my I was gosh. like, totally got it. <laughs> and also that's also a friend's reference. And I was like, okay, so we're still, <laughs> yeah, they don't know say. that we know that they know that. Oh my we gosh. Know. Do you know what episode that is? The episode where they find out, but what do they find out? Monica and Chandler. Yes. Yeah. God, see, those are friends, but I'm reading this book called untangled and it's guiding teenage girls through seven transitions into adulthood. Um, no, but really recommend it. It's Lisa Damore, Damore. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Um, but that is one of the books I'm reading where this one specifically is about girls. She kind of goes in general and she talks about the culture, a little bit of the cultural differences. Like mm -hmm. we allow, we permit boys for this and we don't permit girls for that. And this is, you know, a little bit of that, but raising Cain, I know is one for boys. That's supposed to be really good. I haven't read it cause it hasn't, um, I haven't really needed to, but this one is specific for girls and it's been so helpful. It's been helpful with that inconsistency in behavior based, mm. like purely emotional, responses to things and it's it's I I need tangible things like I need I love analogies I you know like anything yeah. that's just like and I love reading and knowing like okay and, and people are a lot better explaining things than I ever am and Lies. it is it's so good um and she talks about how they don't even mean to but there's these Izzy's following it to the T to a T like yeah. and she gives you examples of how you could respond to things, but it's by no means like a parenting book of like, yeah. here's how to do it. Cause really she's like, mm -hmm. but she's a psychologist who, who counsels adolescent mm. girls and their families. And, um, so she has a really interesting insight on both sides, but it is really, really good. Mm. Like there, she has this analogy in it. It's after like this chapter where, um, she was like, you're a swimming pool. So as a mom or like parent, but it's, you know, as a mom, I'm a swimming pool. And Izzy's been on the ledge kind of dipping her toes in the water or diving in, coming out. And the, and the water is supposed to be kind of like the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as they at this age, they're just going they're going all the way out. And they're, and they're swimming in it and they're figuring it out what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then every swimmer gets tired. And when they're tired, they come back to the ledge for rest. And then once they get their rest, swimmers don't tend to like glide back into the water. They kick off the ledge of the pool. Mm. And it's for sure what Izzy's doing right now. Cause we went, you know how you were talking about with Grayson, how you're like, I just need to like be here and like let this stuff go. And like, yeah. so um, Izzy and I went to Leavenworth recently just for a night, like a day and night. And I made this point of like, no nitpicking, like the little stuff, like, I'm not going to do any of that. 
I'm not going to try to have any serious conversations because I really like deeply want to know Izzy all the time. And Mm -hmm. that's probably so exhausting for her when she's like, what are you doing? And I don't need to be deeply known like that yet. Like not that she has that language, but she's just kind of like, I'm not that deep yet. (laughs) I know, but it's such a beautiful thing. I know. I just, I love it when you get like that with her. I know, but it's also just like, I got to give it a break at times. Like if someone, if someone was doing that to me, and like always trying to figure out exactly what I felt about it, what that deeper meaning is, what that feeling is. I'd be like, I don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> so we went to Leavenworth and just no serious, no asking how she feels about things, like really just letting her guide it. Like I, if she wants to talk about it, great, but I'm not guiding any of it. I'm taking Izzy's lead intentionally. And it was the best day mm. ever. Like I'm not kidding. We had the best time. We went and got the best tacos and do- that was like kind of the first thing we did. Cause we got to the hotel. We got ready, you know, like put our stuff down. We caught like a trolley from the hotel into town into downtown Leavenworth. And we started walking around and we were really hungry. And so we went and got these tacos and we're just like, t- and I let her lead it. And I mean, it was so fun. I mean, mm. she, it was so silly. And if she said something silly, I'd repeat it, you know, like, yeah. Something I wouldn't naturally always do. Yeah. Um, and then I remember after I was like, what do you want to do? And she really wanted in Leavenworth, there's like this hill that's literally in the middle of the den. Like everyone can, everyone's right there. Like they have a gazebo mm-hmm. and then a grassy knoll and there's like this little hill. Yeah. And she goes, I want to roll down the hill. And normally I'd be like, well, I mean, that could be weird <laughs> because there's people like sitting right there and, and I don't know why she wanted to roll down the hill. Like there's not, she was in like, there was no like yeah this is a time we should roll down the hill and I was like okay and then like roll down the hill then she wanted to play go fish right there and I we always have cards Izzy and I play cards and so I had cards in my purse we played go fish right there we got ice cream she wanted to go jump in the pool at the at the hotel and then get ready and come back and do other things and normally I'd be like let's just finish what we're doing and then go but I was like okay we didn't have any time constraints we didn't have to be anywhere anytime it was whatever so I was like okay and then we go back and got ready. We go back you into guys were town. So stinking cute! Oh my gosh, we had so much. we both were in dresses, and we don't. Neither no. of us really wear dresses. No, and it was the best. And, um, you sent no. You posted a picture on your story, which you never do. And then all, I totally stopped you. What Izzy wanted to do? Yes, <laughs> I. You know, now that you're telling me this, I feel like Izzy goes, "Let's put it on Instagram." And I was you like, guys were so stinking cute. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. And so then we did that. And then we went and we were walking around before we went to dinner and she, we went to the store and she really wanted to buy matching rings. And I was like, oh, precious matches. Yes. You know, they were a little more expensive than I would buy normally for matching rings. But I also was like, okay. So we did that. We got ice cream before dinner, I think like little things like that. Yeah. We're walking back. We go back. Then we go back to the hotel and there's an outdoor hot tub and the pool was indoor, but there were a lot of adults and it was like 10 PM. And so I was like, um, as he was like, let's go in there. And I was like, well, I, I just, you know, I don't know mm-hmm. what the vibe's going to be, but I go, okay. And we go in there and then her and I, and she like walks in, hi, you know, just like casually, like not bothering anyone, just like hide all the adults sat down by me yeah. and, um, we're talking. And then she did a friend's reference where Izzy's really sarcastic. She's very yes. funny and her humor can be a little dry. And so she says something and someone like laughed next to us. And then was like, how do you even know that? I forget. Maybe it was friends or she referenced something else. So we started talking and then it became this 
every couple there, I think there were four couples and one single gal and we all, and then me and Izzy and we all started talking and she was totally part of the conversation and she just mm. loved Izzy loves that. And so then, and we're walking back to the hotel room. This is an example of her humor. She goes, mom, I had a really good day with you. And I said, Izzy, I had the best day. Like It was so great. She goes, like I said, it was a good day. <laughs> and then I looked at her, she's like, I'm just kidding. And we went to bed watching a movie and cuddling. And it was like, the it was just the best. Mm. And granted, we have days like this often, but lately it's been like in the last year, that's mm. what's been harder. But it's yeah. been me pushing a different agenda. Yeah. And so um, I didn't have one. But then we woke up. This is where this book comes in handy. Because then we woke up in the morning and I let her be like I knew she was awake, but I was like letting her be. And, you know, I got in bed, out of bed, whatever. And I was like, OK, do you ready? You want to start getting the day ready or, you know, want to go get coffee? Mom, I'm just relaxing for a minute, but you can go get coffee. Like, I mean, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I am. We got matching rings last night. Like, why are you talking to me like this? And I, and I literally did this. I am a swimming pool. I am a swimming pool. Mm. And she retreated to like childlike behavior, you yeah. know, yesterday. And we had such a good time. And it did remind me when she was like five, six, seven, eight. And we're just like thick as thieves. And we do everything together. And, and I was like, and now she, and subconsciously, I think from reading this, she is kind of like, why was I acting like a kid? I am, you know what I mean? Like I sure. am not a kid anymore. And I was like, Oh my God, I am a swimming pool. I am a swimming pool. Mm. And she came to me for a rest and I gave her a rest. And now she is, but I did tell her, I said, okay, that, I said, you can take time. I'll let you know when it's getting close to time that we have to go, but don't talk to me like that. I didn't, I just asked if you wanted to go get coffee. I didn't yeah. say anything. I, yeah. You, and she was like, okay, sorry. But then we were driving home windows down, music on mm. sunny. We're having a great time. And she just, the music's still on really loud. And she just like kind of in a quiet voice, but she had to be loud because the music, she was like, I am so sorry for how I was talking this morning. I don't even know why. Just out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, the book also says you'll do that. <laughs> You're like, hold on, let me pull out yeah. chapter four. Yes. But yeah. you know what I do love the most about your parenting style, which I feel like I really need to figure out before Grayson gets much older. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that you are so quick to forgive. Izzy can misbehave mm -hmm. and you can be like, mm, not cool. Yeah. Don't do that. And then Izzy can be like, mom, let's put on a song and dance. And you'd be like, yeah, let's put on a song. What, what song do you want to listen to? Where my natural reaction is like, excuse me, I need some time to like calm down well, from I, being mad at you. But I do that too. But I trust her. And that's why it's, it's easy to forgive those things. Like I don't, I don't harp on them because I, I try, I trust, I know she loves me. I know that she doesn't want me to hurt. You know what I, you know, so the things that yeah. she does that does hurt my feelings, I know are just like the, you know, they're, they're little temper tantrums. They're yeah. not like this deep, you know, she wants to deeply hurt me or something. Yeah. Which you'll learn. These are things, I mean, I learned these things, but it's okay. Well, I've only had an 11 year old for four months. Yeah. Right. Four months. Yeah. 
Um, fast math. <laughs> Did you get Who that? Who are we referencing? <laughs> uh, if they don't know, they're yeah. not really friends of mine. The thing about having kids when you're young is, you know, even going back to when you were talking about like the conversations I have with Izzy and this, I mean, so much of it is because I was just growing up with her. Growing up in a way where I know, I really do know that how she looks to me for how I act about things mm-hmm. and how I respond and so much less about how I tell her mm. to act and respond. Yes. Um, and I can, and now, I mean, I've, you always hear that, but now at 11, I can really see it. Like I really see where I've shown her things that are for the better. And I also have owned like, okay, she's learned this from me and that's not good. Mm. You know, like, and it's not really overt. It's always these little things like, you know, pick up on Mm -hmm. that. I'm like, Oh, I did that. I do that. Yeah. I do that all the time. Nothing you can do about it now. Just got to ride your wave. Yes. Figure out your Mm -hmm. life. Have you ever seen an imperfect wave or a misshapen cloud? No, because they can't be. (laughs) They can't be. A wave is perfect. A cloud just is what it is. Alan Watts, people. Alan Watts. Me and Izzy like to be around big families. I mean, I think in like another lifetime I had or I will have lots of kids. Like there's something about, you know, like we were just at Brianna's, our sisters, and it just feels, it's, the noise and the distractions and mm-hmm. the, you know, like, like, is he's over here? Is he's over here? The kids are over here. Like every, you know, uh, we were getting them ready for the daddy daughter dance mm-hmm. and everyone's like literally Brianna's doing my hair. Cause she had this cool little thing that I didn't see mm-hmm. before. So she's doing my hair. I'm doing Izzy's hair, you know, then Brianna yeah. wanted her hair. Like it just, it, um, and I miss that because we had yeah a big family and it feels like there's, um, you know, different, there's, there's more input, (laughs) which is fun. It is fun. I, um, I miss that during holiday seasons. I miss that. That's when it gets really hard for me. Yeah. Normally I love it. I love that I can touch and go with it though. Yeah. Like I love that I can go to Brianna's house and get like all my family feel and just love the, like, I mean, Brianna does a really good job just, when our house is just open and it's fun and you don't like, you don't yes. have to, you literally There's like just, no pressure who you come as you are. Yes. Like that's, and that's my favorite, favorite, favorite thing. And it makes other kids want to come there. Yes. Like all of her kids' friends are there and like, they don't have this massive house no. with all this space. No. They're all just forced to just be together all the time, but in in a way where they're spending time, like it's separate time. Like they're doing something different, but they're all together. And there's a warmth about that. Mm -hmm. I love. And also me and Izzy are really used to what we have. Like, I feel like we also, you know, look at each other at times, no matter where we're at. And we're just like ready to be home for sure. Um, and Izzy's like super cuddle bug. Like she loves snuggling up on a couch and watching a movie is like, her love language yeah like I mean she loves it and you know so yeah I do I do enjoy that it's just fun to be with and I think it's just because we grew up that way I'm so used to it yeah Yeah. without Brianna I don't know what I would have done what I I don't I don't know yeah I don't know what I would have done either her (laughs) she is just like a doer 
Yeah. Like she's just, and, and like I said, you go there as you are. And so I could really go there. I mean, there were times I was living in Seattle and I would go and be like, oh, we'll just go spend the night at Brianna's, you know, when Izzy was a baby. And I would be there for two weeks. Literally. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, I would just stay because I didn't know you just, I could just go there and be like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. But yeah, I did the same thing with Grayson. I mean, when I would feel down and lonely and be sitting in this house with Mm -hmm. Grayson, have no clue what to do. Mm -hmm. I would just pack my bag and Mm -hmm. tell Dustin I'll see him the next day. (laughs) And then I wouldn't be home for like three days because I just, that's where I wanted to be was with her. I mean, she helped me with everything. Like she's very comforting and she's very like, there's no judgment. It's open arms and it's just, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Something she does. She's got it figured out. Yeah. One last thing I was going to ask you, which is like, if you could, give one piece of advice to moms, mm-hmm. what would it be? Like besides crying in the shower. <laughs> yeah. uh, just kidding. Um, that's hard for me to say one thing. Um, I don't know. I think just show up. I think there, I think that's what I learned throughout the first few years of Izzy's life. And then, you know, a few years into it, going back to school and working and, um, all I really did was just choose to show up. Like there are days I didn't really have much left in me, whether it was like, you know, different day, you know, periods of stages you go through in life, but it felt like as long as I showed up, it was okay. And I would also recommend just while we're on the topic, there is this poem called On Children by Khalil Gibran don't know if I'm saying that right. It is literally something I have to read all the time to remind myself when I'm, um, feel like Izzy and I are creating this little bubble that her and I live in and we're just going to be like safe in each other's arms all the time forever. And, um, it's so good. The last line is it is like for even as he loves the arrow that flies. So he loves also the bow that is stable And so it's like you, I'm the bow and Izzy's the arrow and I just have to be this like stable bow that like sets her off in the right Mm. space. And I think it's just prepping for that. Like we can't make them perfect for us. We have to make them good for the world, you know, like, Mm. so sometimes there's things I want to change about Izzy that I'm like, like what I said before, like this doesn't work out well. Don't do these things that you that I used to do or, um, and it's like, no, I can just, I can just help her mold that into what would be the most useful and productive way for her to carry, carry this with her forever. Cause it's who she is. Yeah. I am so thankful one that we had our four hour session (laughs) that'll always and forever be locked away on an recorded. Cool. Cool. Um, but, and that we got to do this again and that I get to do this with you every day. Cause I, I think am thankful for that. I always have to convince Brie to come on here. Come on, Brie. It's okay. If not, we have something special in store for her. Yeah, so we do either way, Brianna, you'll figure it out. Okay. Love you. Love you too. I know Izzy's going to listen to this. So I'm going to tell Izzy, I love you. Thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoyed it. Now, if you're hooked, you can subscribe to this podcast, follow along on social media at the Mama Stories, or visit the website, mamastories.com. 
And mamas, I love you. <laughs>